Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Um, well, on that note, so I mean, for me, that sums up my uh, my newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a way to end it, Johnny. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not the the good news kind of person. I'm like, hey, <laughs> we have good is. news and bad news. Which one do you want first? <laughs> and I'll just give you the bad news and I'll leave. <laughs> right, um, right, right. But, but the question of the week, though. Right? The question of the week. You know what? I've, I haven't even mentioned it. Um, the entire show. Jesus. Uh, the question of which is a good one. Right. So name something that is typical in the African upbringing. So something, you know, there's only African parents will say this. Only African parents will do this because you now you're, you're grown up and you look at your friends, uh, whether you're in Europe, whether you're in the States, wherever you are, you can tell only in African homes. Do you get this type of uh, treatment? I, I'm dying to know what it is that you come up with. Um, I already have a couple in, my, in the back of my okay, mind. I'm really curious. Oh, I, have, I have a feeling, uh, you know what, we're going to laugh. I'm already getting some answers on, on Instagram. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, please, please. I have a habit of sometimes going live on Instagram. Um, respect for older people is one that someone is giving. Um, standard. Standard, yes. Standard. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Any African can identify. It's taboo not to give respect. Even <laughs> even if even if you're right, right? It's like, listen, you didn't come with respect. Nope. You know? uh, so yeah, I mean definitely respect is the, the major thing. But it's it's the way they demand respect that's makes it typically African. Um, oh, Sometimes it's painful, especially when you are presenting something where you're right, and these older people are wrong. Listen, mm. you have to redo with the whole presentation. You, yeah, or else it just won't land. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you didn't come here by yourself. I didn't. I didn't. So um, yeah. So let me let me start with the introduction, the yeah. whole story behind it. This is a dynamic, most outspoken lady who is uh, not too long ago was uh, all up right, left, and under busy life probably because she's also a mom. She is a politician, and with the municipality, those kind of uh, was it the Frikisinger? Mm -hmm. You know, she was really doing busy. And I know her from way, 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 way back church and all of those things. That's and right. it's such a small world of Africans here because uh, one way or the other you get to meet each other at some place in life and um, you know on Instagram we had been following each other and stuff like that and she slided in our DM and I was like hey we should definitely have her on the show and uh, she said you know what I could be here on the 24th I could be I was like okay girl let's do this let's do this and uh, we kind of made it happen and uh, if I say that right she goes by the name of Carla Kabamba Yes. 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 Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> Even though growing up, uh, 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 Augustina here uh, heard Carla and Gloria a lot because Gloria is my baptism name. Okay. So when I was baptized, mm -hmm. I had another extra name, and that was Gloria. So, um, yeah. But only the people who grew up. Oh, okay. Because I'm looking sideways. Like, wait, heard hold me on. respond to that. Everyone after now, I'm, I'm throwing it into the world, and people might use this. But but it's solely <laughs> Carla, right? Yes. Yes. 
Um, yeah, so you're completely right. It's been a, a crazy, uh, a crazy roller coaster. And, you know, when you're doing the elections, the, your number one thing is making it because you're spending a lot of time, mm -hmm. um, money, and also time away from your loved ones. So you want some, you know, exactly results. some good returns. Yeah. And, and you also want to show that you really want to do this for the people. Right. Um, so, but the response after that is something I didn't expect. But I'm going to leave the questions to you guys. Right. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> You're going to find out all about what you do. I mean, yeah. politician, mom, optimist, all of that list is set on your Instagram account. So we're going to, we're going to go. How are you really doing on this Sunday? Like how, how's your Sunday been treating you? Where, where were you here before all of that? Well, today I was really at home. I, and for uh, the first time in a long time, I was really at home the entire day until i had one thing to do and that's come here i cancel a lot of stuff um oh. i've been out of outside of the house way too long almost every day so i was like okay Jeez. um this sunday is completely mine and uh with the family and uh i'll go to the radio station and then i come into this building i see different politicians mm. <laughs> going to a party in this building so i was like okay this work never stops the minute i step out of the house it's happening so right um yeah right so it was good to be home it was really good to be home yeah good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. good stuff it's yeah. good that you can get to enjoy that i think that Especially the last two years have taught me to kind of enjoy the moments mm. that you're in, especially home. Especially home. Yeah, speak, speaking of that, um, yeah. like, what have you, like, what is uh, uh, for you a, a takeaway from uh, the pandemic? Um, those who looked for you are the people who, who are allowed to stay. And the people you, you sought out Ooh. and they responded to you. Those are the ones who can be in your inner circle. The pandemic showed... Uh, which people were around because you're having a good time you're having mm. drinks you're having a party you're traveling somewhere you know right um and before the pandemic most of us had lives outside you go to work everything was outside and right. that also sometimes clouded our judgment to, to to figure out who is there for you and cares about you and loves you and those who are there for convenience right. and it's always more people who are there for convenience than not that's just life that's an interesting perspective, man. That even has me to look back and be <laughs> like, <laughs> "Who was there?" I think I need to filter some of these people out <laughs> of my, you know, my group. Like, get away. Well, ch wow. chances are that the pandemic already did that because there's a bunch of people that you just didn't see. True, um, true. And now that everything is opened up, there's still a bunch of people that you do not see. Right. Very um, true. Some some people I know left the country because they could work from a distance. So oh, yeah. they went to hot countries and, you know, hot countries, and, warm and, countries and just stayed there and came back after a year yeah. and stuff like that. But the minute everything opened up, they start calling, hey, I'd like to see you. I was, you know, in, in Curaçao for, for 18 months, <laughs> you know, I'd like to see how you're doing. Right. Um, and, and those are not the people I'm talking about. I'm really talking about the people who disappeared, you mm. know. Okay. Because there's no parties anymore. <laughs> there's no free food anymore. So they're like, huh, who is this? Uh I know what <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, fake. Yeah. Next. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it, it, it also, I mean, uh, the scary thing about the pandemic is it, it made me realize how finite time is for the elders. 
um, the parents, the grandparents, because right. in my head, my, my the parents were 40 for the past, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. Not, not literally, but, you know, emotionally. They're young. You don't think about when you hear elderly or seniors, you don't think about your parents no. until you realize when they give you the numbers, like this age and up, and you're like, wow, that's my dad. They're 55 and up, right? And you're yeah. like, Yeesh. That's my mom. That's my dad. That's all my aunties and uncles. Even the young uncle is in there. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Even my young yeah. uncle, like he's pretty much almost there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Jeez. But it's quite confronting though. Very confronting. Oh, man. So Just... I went on a campaign with my dad about health. The campaign was calling and just being, you know, almost patronizing with the rest of the family. Like, you guys are elderly now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, no, I'm young. No, you're elderly now. You need to watch your, your health and uh, go to get checkups every year and, yep. and stuff like that. So, um, without the pandemic, we as the children wouldn't have been meddling like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, true. It did, it did bring a sense of new reality mm. to our what we thought was reality, I think. Mm -hmm. I definitely. So tell us, who is Carla? Because we, we know you, but tell for those who might not know. And I know you're dealing a lot with, oh, you do uh, speak a lot of English in your work as well. Yeah. Uh, we, will, we will talk about why that is. Um, but I would assume Holland, Dutch, Dutch, Dutch. And now yeah. all of a sudden we, we get to be presented in, on a, an English platform. Yeah. Who is Carla? <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to filter what to say about as, a, as an answer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm a mom, a political scientist. I have a background in finance. I've worked a lot in banks mm -hmm. from anything with mortgages to um, trading like a stockbroker, uh, stuff like that. Became a financial advisor at some point and mm -hmm. Throughout the entire thing, my politics was completely on the other side, was a radical left. Um, but I needed, uh, on one hand, I needed the chance to be able to dip out of, of the workspace. And the pandemic really gave that. Um, on the other hand, uh, I've always had this thing about injustice. Uh, and it comes from my, my, my own youth. I grew up in The Hague. And the Hague is very different from Amsterdam. Maybe Agustina has already spoken about that on the radio. It's very different from Amsterdam when it comes to the population, but also there's a very deep segregation in, in the Hague. And once you get to your teenage years and you start working on your future and you, you start thinking about going to university and stuff like that, you really start to see it or notice it. And um, there's a lot of injustice there, a lot of people dealing with all kinds of discrimination. So um plus the hague has the e and day there yeah um and back in the day people who would come to as asylum seekers here they would pass through the hague at some oh. point so the community of people of africans seeking asylum they would also pass mm -hmm. through the churches there so that way you also saw a lot of injustice you know people try they, they they're trying to separate them from their spouse or them for them from their children um so i wanted to do something with that so i went into um actively went into politics 2018 didn't get into city council this was my second time trying and i got in this was your second time trying this was my second time trying and the first time was in 2018 2018 yeah right so why amsterdam is it because you moved down here or yeah yeah i moved down here to study but also to escape the egg okay yeah. is that a good thing what you running away from, huh? it, it, it turned out to be a good thing okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know i i did not feel like i could 
grow in um in 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 the black humanity that i wanted for myself and people around me okay in the hague and i thought okay if it's not gonna be uh i had this short list of miami atlanta uh london uh, paris oh uh, there was these universities there and you know i was really young you're talking 17 18 years old so you don't know everything about money Mm -hmm. so i was only thinking about i want to go there but it was you know had i gone I, my bills would have been out of this world, you know, right, <laughs> because yeah. the tuition yeah. was insane. So I applied to different places and uh, I got into one of them. I think it was the Atlanta one. And what they asked for one semester was almost the entire study, study here in, in, in the Netherlands. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this to my parents. All I'll right. go to Amsterdam. In terms of fee and in terms yes. of... It was just the fee, boarding, food, books, all had to be added to it. So I was like, no. And there was no scholarship because I was not the best athlete. I did not think of scholarships like that. Um, Yeah, here is not really like a scholarship. No, not at all. It's so, 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 so cheap here. Well, yeah, it's still relatively cheap. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna travel another time in free time. I don't have to live there, um, and I wanted to go to Amsterdam anyway. So that's what it became. That's where I went to study. Strategic choice. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So w- were you born here in the uh, in the Hague? No, I came here as a tiny fat baby <laughs> <laughs> who liked to eat, and uh, yeah, I was seven months old, I believe. Came to live in the Hague right away and i grew up there until i was 17 i left for zutomir with my mom and her new husband and from there to amsterdam oh man so you've seen the netherlands really much had a taste of different environments and everything mm-hmm. uh, which is which is quite good i like the angle that you gave about the hague um how how did you discover okay so looking at those differences right the hague versus amsterdam were you please with the difference that you met here in Amsterdam how was Amsterdam for you and could you take us through you know that journey how Amsterdam then was well what I I'll I'll start with what I liked about when I came here what number one was the independence I was an hour away from mom so social control the African church gossip the I saw your daughter wearing. Well, you didn't this. go to church anymore. <laughs> you <laughs> stopped going to church. You were like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I went All to. I, I did go to some churches here in in Amsterdam. I did, but I unlike in the Hague, I wasn't in the forefront. I wasn't applying for for choirs or anything like that. I just no pressure there. <laughs> I just went because of, um, I think pressure from home, but also the feeling that I needed some spiritual home until I felt like I didn't need that anymore. Um, but that, you know, the independence, and that doesn't mean that I went buck wild, but it just means that it was so refreshing to just be alive because as a, you know, your body is very controlled. The African young girl's body is very monitored and controlled in, in the same community. So that was very nice. So I was like, I'm not coming back. Um, and what I also loved was a very, very present African community that was 
already present in different levels. So there were African lawyers, there were the African this, African that. Um, in Southeast, you had the businesses and stuff. And I'd been before, but I did never lived in Amsterdam. When you live here, that's when you do groceries at, at the shops, you have conversations. So I really loved that. And uh, what I didn't like was that I noticed that Amsterdam was a much bigger city with bigger problems. Um, so where I wasn't really, I wasn't scared when I walked home and it was dark and in the Hague or anything, I noticed that, oh, I have some concerns, you know, because there's, like you said, the stabbing that you were just talking about, you know, stuff like that was happening not too far from where I lived or, you know, it happened a day before in my street. So it was uh, a different level of crime that I had to get used to. Yeah. But was it, did it, was it still worth it? It was. I learned that, uh, I learned first of all, that it helped to um, take safe routes, like take the, the cab instead of the night bus. Or if you take the night bus, be with a friend and only walk in the light, stuff like that. So, um, and it, it prepared me for the world because this country is relatively safe compared to a lot of countries in the world. Yeah. And if you learn how to keep yourself safe here, then you're better equipped for places that are not so safe. So, but as you notice, I like to turn negative things around into positive. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like, that's a good attitude. An optimist, I mean, an optimist. Yes. Yeah. And political science, what's that? It is... Political scientist, because that's really what's, what's behind your name. I, I truly believe that only political scientists can summarize what it is. Everyone outside is like, Especially the Dutch word, politikologie. Right. Oh. It's, ugh, why? <laughs> yeah, I got it, got it, got it, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a study of power. Yeah. So it makes it interesting because it's a study of power, power structures in history, in, in organizations, and uh, that's the starting point, and then you can specialize, yeah. you know? You can be like, oh, I want to focus on international security, or I want to focus on European uh, politics or i want to focus on dutch politics um or just or polit political organizations yeah in general um but it's all about power so you read and write and discuss a lot uh not power that should be a certain way but how it is and then when once you understand what it is you now know where you can influence and understanding the influence and how you can contribute to that or be that influence, um, I think that makes you a politician. Uh, or, yeah, that Politics makes you a politician when you actively try to be that influence. But but most mo most of the time, like, politicians, there is a stigma around polit politicians that yeah. it's, it's all a play. Mm -hmm. um, most of them don't know what they're talking about. Most of them don't know what they're doing. They're just there for... They're just there, mm. pretty much. Mm. How mm. would you respond to that? I mean, seemingly you you are quite new in this in this area compared to the others. I'm I'm new when it comes to being paid for it. I'm not new mm. when it comes to knowledge about it. I've been politically active in, uh, in by way of debates, by by way of going to city council and writing to city council and stuff like that. Petitions since I was a teenager. So you're right. Uh, there's there's always a couple of people, sometimes shockingly amount of people, who are just there, and you know they keep everything safe, 
and then they just get promoted and then they keep everything safe down there and then they sit they sit in the second chamber to the camera and you never hear about them and you never see them they don't make waves you have them um and you have that at jobs as well I, i think everyone has worked in offices where you're working really hard and then there's there's that one person that's been there for 15 years and nothing is special about them if you ask a question they almost never know what's going on nothing but they always they're always they there. clock in at nine and clock out at five yeah <laughs> they're there for the job but mostly there to do as little work as possible so in possible in politics it's the same but as i said before we were online everything is videotaped so or videotapes everything is recorded so you notice after a while hey that person sitting over there never has anything to say never has anything to comment on and um that's i think where that reputation comes from in the netherlands but if you look at internationally we this world has seen so many dictators so many rogue and corrupt politicians that that takes all of the shine you know bad news travels fast so um i always say you know whether you like politicians or not whether you like politics or not every time you buy anything you're paying for it because you're paying taxes mm, right so it's always best to at least voice what you want done with your money then um keep quiet and then complain about something that's happening with your money anyway that that's a good good perspective actually that kind of makes me think Mm. Why I didn't vote? I was just no about judgment. to. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to say something about that because um, after the municipality uh, uh, voting that was in March, I there was and we even announced uh, on this on the show as well. We had the lowest um, participation uh, in 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 years. I think around forty two percent or. 44 percent yeah oh yeah we discussed 40, I, think, i believe 848 here in amsterdam mm. which is really that, low this mm. that is really low and it's it, it looks like it's it's going to it's uh, it was already on a decline mm. but it's more it's going down keep it going down so uh, you know there were there were scientists who were looking at the numbers and and were were saying or mentioning what in eight years time in 16 20 years time mm. What if only thirty <laughs> percent go to the booster yeah. So basically, the 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 government or the the communities are being run by votes from just thirty percent. Mm-hmm. That is not representative at all. Uh, at all. So and that is also because the other seventy percent are probably going to uh, complain. Yes. About hey, this we didn't vote, but well, you didn't vote at all. Um, as a politician, how is how do you see this? What do you do well, with it? Well, there's two. There's there's more than one ways of looking at it as a politician. If you just look as a politician, and you are you uh, go to the side of the people who always will vote, which is the richest people, and the highest um, uh, um, educated people, and the least melanated people um then you're fine as a politician you're always going to be fine because you're always on the side that will always vote but if you look at it as a politician who cares about the groups that have the least um deal with the most crap um and um have the hardest time voting finding their way to the the voting booth then it's a big problem because um you were talking about a lot of money here. I mean, this municipality we're in has a budget of around 6.5 billion a year. 
So if 70% doesn't show up and you are standing up for for groups in that 70%, mm-hmm. then the other politicians who made the choice I talked about before will say, well, they didn't show up. So why should we spend extra money on X, Y, and Z? So it's very troublesome because um, especially when it comes to people of color um, of certain tax brackets, uh, they... They, they benefit the most from government money compared to their rich counterparts who always vote and don't need government money. So it's, it's not beneficial the way this decline is going. And, uh, yeah, I, me personally, I feel like it's a responsibility I've inherited now because now I'm, eh, I'm in city council to get that realization going that, you know, you're already making use of what we we politicians are working for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about to talk about budget again, and um, I'm gonna have to stand up for exactly you. I'm gonna have to stand up for programs that benefit you, but also work uh, ways of working that fit you better than top down, what, what's decided by people who've never known you, who don't know where you live, how you, what you need. Um, or might know, but they don't care. So next time, which is next year, we have other elections that's from the provinces, um, show up and show out, like give your vote to someone of color. If you're a person of color at the very least, um, if you don't want to look at color, at least look at women, vote for a woman, vote for someone who has a similar story, but go out and vote or give your vote to someone who's going to go to the booth. So in the data you show up because everything is counted in this country. And if you don't show up, if you're not counted, you don't count. Uh, And then we have to, being black, you have to shout a little louder because people will use against you, hey, in the data we see uh, a, a lack of black people. And then you show up and you have to say, well... We're showing up in these and these ways. So in short, it's problematic, but I see a responsibility for myself to do something about it. Well, that's good. I I think every political scientist or politician um, should take up on that responsibility um, as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They won't, but that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that... That actually touches on diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And that is also something you are big on. It's passionate for, man. I've seen some debates on your Instagram. It's like, up, up, but this, you know, I I could, I could tell that, you know, you brought the heat, you brought the smoke, what the Americans always say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, yes. So the thing is this, and I keep telling some of my colleagues who were in those videos that you saw that we work together now. And I'm like, my thing is humanity first, which means that everything that has to do with having a hierarchy in how you look at people based on, you know, like skin uh, skin tone, but also how tall you are, how skinny or fat or how rich or poor, um, that should not matter more than humanity itself. So uh, a lot of our language in politics is is on some kind of spectrum of hierarchy. Um, And that is problematic in itself, you know? So when we talk about diversity and inclusion, which is already hijacked, by the way, the the combination of diversity and inclusion is hijacked to talk about things that I'm like, you know, 
um you have a whole room of white people talking about how diversity and inclusion is important and they're working hard on it mm. and they're having that conversation in the room without the people they're supposedly helping so situations like that is what i i would love to help to break um and i think i help to break that together with my colors co colleagues of color in uh, city council there's only three black people out of the 45 it's me and two other African women. Um, so that's one. And then you have a couple of other people of, of color. And we're, we all are trying to, you know, find our way and gearing up for September because then everything is really going to start um, to tackle uh, the color issues and to be an example. Because a lot of the stuff that we do here, especially if you're a, a politician of color, is an example for other municipalities because Amsterdam is very diverse and, and inclusive and, and all of that. There are issues, but there's other municipalities where the issues are far greater. There's a lot of racism and discrimination, sometimes with violence. So you, you also have to bring the, the heat. You have to bring the sauce and <laughs> bring the attention. So in other municipalities, some politicians start thinking, hey, Maybe we need to, to copy that or people get right. in power to fight for themselves in, in other municipalities and force the politicians there to change. Um, so, yeah, I find it important. And as a black woman, me showing up there already yes. with my natural hair, with these faux locks or, or with these <laughs> nails or with this, these colors, you know, it's face. already it's already it messes them up. They're yeah. like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm you know, figured, you know, and, and then having a, a, a good, good, serious conversation with them, intelligent conversation, it you is, know, it is triggering. I've, I've several it, people. It, it's a mind fuss. Yeah. So <laughs> some of them have really come to me like, oh, I've been to Africa. I've been to um, Namibia and stuff like like they're really trying to, you know. <laughs> They're really <laughs> trying to seek no to make to... beautiful connections, but and you're like, make Bruh. connections because you know they're like, oh, yeah, you 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 are so bold and how you look, you know. And and one of the other politicians, also full figure, she was like, I started to wear more colors because of you. I was like, I noticed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you, came, you showed up like this uh, the first time, and then the next time, red. This, yeah, that, they you know? should. Aside from the traditional gray and and whatever black you know yeah 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 so but i'm congolese and angolan we are yeah. about the colors for oh you. yes if you know congolese and angolan people you know that the, the la sap we call it the 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 style the um dandiness of it all you know yeah. you have to show up and people have to look at you show and be out like, what kind of creativity is this so uh, it's not that i think a long time before i wear something i have to just feel it but my taste is that is that yeah yeah comes through so it comes through so that all of that is disruptive in a, in a positive way um and it it you know like the nails i've had a lot of conversations about the nails yeah. like wow you know weren't you scared to do this um over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what like scared to put on these nails yeah Okay, like go into politics with nails. Is yeah. that the question? Yeah. Okay, so what, what do you answer at that moment? Yeah, I have to bring myself. <laughs> why, why, you know, people eventually, they, they vote. Yes, they vote for ideas. Yeah. But eventually, like two weeks before elections, people start thinking about who is this person I'm going to vote right. for. And if you pretend to be someone else, 
no matter how good of an actor or actress you are, mm -hmm. because you're not, <laughs> you're not paid to act. Right. Um, it's going to show through that you're fake. Right. You know, if you're someone who loves colors and you're always wearing black and white, it's going to show that you're not really shining to your potential. Yeah. And it feels inauthentic. Same with people who wear colors because they want to, you know, and they're not comfortable. And you can tell in pictures, you can tell in videos how that person is uncomfortable. Why would I vote for someone who can't even choose the right outfit, you know? So so <laughs> it, 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 it was important for me to stay close to who I am, right. but work really hard on the message and how to deliver mm -hmm. um, and to make sure that, you know, you stay, stay to the truth. Don't say... Don't make up stuff. Right. You know? So, so uh, and you are, you were the first Congolese woman. Yes. Um, and the first Angolan, because you. Yes. But also the second Congolese person yes. in the uh, Asia City Councillor. Yes. Right? Yes. But there are also three of you, you just There's mentioned. Three Africans. Three yes. Africans. Yes. All women. All women. Wow. There are no black men in city council. No? No. Don't say either. No, he's in second second chamber. Uh -huh. He's in the camera, oh, yeah. Right, right, he's, right. He was right, in the right. previous, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Man. Okay, so and how does so how does that make you feel um uh, uh, being uh, let's say only three women in the in the municipality? Is that representative of the African community like in the in the whole of Netherlands um, in Amsterdam? Well, apparently more, um, they look, they, they, they don't count race uh, in, in the Netherlands uh, when it comes to voting. They count uh, 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 neighborhoods and neighborhoods have data about who lives there. So that's how you can deduce if Africans voted for you, Afro-Caribbeans voted for you. Mm. And more women, uh, just Afro-Dutch women voted than Afro-Dutch men. So that is kind of a representation in, in, but still I expected at least one black right. man to make it somehow. Mm -hmm. So I, and I said it like, I don't know until we, we know when it was officially said by the mayor and that moment when the mayor said my name, mm -hmm. <laughs> at that, at that moment I was really like a Congolese auntie, <laughs> you know? You know, there was a little scream, there was a little tear, it was a little dramatic, and oh. then I, I kept my composure. But, you know, I listened till the end, and I was like, there's no, there's no black man, mm. you know? So that's something that has to do maybe with another uh, um, progress or another uh, um, um, change that's happening. Black women in this country are improving in education and in their income a lot. And they're excelling. Actually, women in this country are excelling more than men. Boys are, are lagging behind girls. Mm -hmm. And with black people, it's the same thing right now in this country. Black women are more and more in the universities and excelling, like going from bachelor's to master's to PhD programs, and their brothers not as much. So with the voting, I think the same thing happened. And plus... After the pandemic, you know, the, 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 I mean, 48%, you know, the entire country had a lot of people deciding to just stay at home. And we have a neighborhood here in Amsterdam that only had 18% mm. of um, turnout. Mm. So voter turnout. So 
uh, yeah, I think it has to do with with that, and I would love that to change absolutely because I wanna I wanna see the brothers in there as well, you mm. know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so what is one of those things um, you guys are going to start on? Like it's on the agenda for sure for Amsterdam. So um, we've already started that. That is the uh, city ID for uh, people uh, undocumented people. Uh, an ID card, an, an ID system, where even though you're undocumented, you still have access to healthcare, uh, education, stuff like that, and you're able to get uh, funds to buy things or help yourself out. Um, that is a big process. Um, there's not more that I can say about it because of negotiations, but that is already going. Um, we've also, uh, I've also uh, supported the question to get an extra market day among other places in Southeast. Um, several places have market days on one day or two yeah. days. or So every place get an extra market day um, because food has become so expensive and markets often have, especially in Southeast and, and West and North, markets are uh, less expensive when it comes to food. You can get more potatoes, more vegetables, more fruit for the same amount of money. So in this time of inflation and um, all these other financial issues, like what is happening with gas prices, uh, yeah, an extra market day. So that is an example that we've already done. And I'm thinking there's another one. There is a case that has to do with possible um, misinformation or even uh well, let me just keep it a misinformation and um, not a not honest way of trying to get people to buy real estate that's going on. So they're calling small mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and they're promising them the world yeah. for a small amount of money. And uh, so, I, yeah, the the legislator got a letter from uh, about that from from me and others as well. Mm -hmm. um, and other than that, there's uh, on the agenda poverty. Healthcare, uh, education, um, more access to I IT possibilities and energy transition possibilities in this city for uh, marginalized groups, people of color, because there's a lot of ask in IT. Right. They're they're working with people from India. They're getting people flown in from yeah. other places because they cannot find people to work for them. Local, yeah, I yeah. know that. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have all these unemployed young people here who quit school or for whatever reason, and they are able-bodied and they should be able to have access to whatever um, possibilities the city has to offer because we're booming when it comes to that. Okay. Yeah. But so, we also get a lot more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing. Life living is more expensive. No. Yeah, living uh, in just Amsterdam housing just, mm. compared to the Hague. I mean, that's probably double, right? Yes. Here. I mean, no. The Hague has has had an seen an explosion too. Now right. it is not like Amsterdam where people live on one floor and they pay more than two thousand euros <laughs> and they have two bedrooms. Right. Um. In a balcony, not even a garden, 2,000 euros a month. That is not normal in another city in this country. But there are possibilities. And uh, me and my colleagues, we all want to do something about that. Especially mm. finding things that are empty and expensive. Yeah. 
and getting us to buy it back and then rent it for lower mm. prices. I'm saying it. They're not going to be happy, but I'm saying it because that's a fast way to get people into, uh, you know, affordable housing. Just buy it back or rent yeah, it yeah. back. Yeah. There was like this. Uh, um, so, well, yeah, like a real estate um, corporation going on here in uh, Amsterdam, uh, South Oost. Um, where they indeed had a plan to buy um, like buildings and actually re rebuild them, yeah, and uh, use that for public as I've forgotten the name, but they've been they've been on it for like I think four years now, and they had a, like a five year plan, and then they'll see how many subscribers they have um, um, within the group to. To make known that okay they can do it or they cannot mm -hmm. forgotten the name but i thought that was a really good initiative coming from the neighborhood um, yes th themselves yes but in these things we have to still be very very critical um i saw one of these plans last week let me think what i can i cannot say okay i saw one of these plans la last week and it was presented as affordable housing, but then when you look into it, a, 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 a very small percentage is affordable and the rest is in the middle, which is actually expensive. So then you could expect to pay like 1100 a month. Mm -hmm. um, that is not cheap, affordable housing. That's not the housing that a 21-year-old, sure, no, you know. No, so, absolutely not. So we need uh, more programs that are focused on the cheaper housing, cheaper than about 750 euros a month. Okay. Um, so you can get like Huertuslag and you're eligible for things like that. Uh, and this city, on one hand, we have a lot of opportunities. Yeah. On the other hand, we have such a high influx of people with a lot of money mm -hmm. that it's going to be a challenge. Right. That's what I can say about that. Mm. But you will see me stand up, vote, and speak on this. Oh, man. We're yeah. looking really forward to it. In the yeah. meantime, uh, before we uh, go on to uh, to the rest of uh, of the show, we're here talking to uh, Carla Kamamba, who is, among so many other things, she's a political scientist. She is an advocate of so many things. And uh, we have her here on the show because we pretty much have to have her here on. She's black. She's African. She's doing so many things for the community and for Amsterdamers and for black people as a whole here in the Netherlands. And a, a shout out to Hits FM Amsterdam, who is uh, commenting on Facebook. And he's saying, whoa, seriously, this woman is deep. Uh, he loves the deepness oh, of, uh, of, of what you're talking about. Obapa Dufia is saying, uh, these are the kind of women we need in our society, smart and intelligent. She's making me learn a lot. Oh. Uh, shout out to you, Obapa. And also uh, Nijata, who says, you know what, interesting topic. You are on point. And also saying, you know, thanks a lot for bringing her she's really opened my eyes and mind e, these are really important topics and gh kings is saying i swear miss we need this woman back on the show all Aww. right all right some good <laughs> some good loving on there um so many things that you're doing um what are what can we look forward to this coming year what is carla on to and I, I see by the way i see some of your debates in english why is that why isn't that because you know you know the dutch are really are really like do my like a netherlands yeah you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's because uh, a lot of our supporters are, uh, are undocumented people and organizations that help 
undocumented people. And um, because they haven't been in the Netherlands that long, right. they don't speak Dutch. And when we talk about them, we have this thing where you don't talk about without talking with. Without talking with so them. if they don't speak Dutch and you're having this entire debate about them without speaking English, yeah. then you're doing it without them. Right. So me um, and my, my colleagues... Um, make it a point to try to mm-hmm. translate things that we we post about them mm-hmm. or about their issues. Yeah. And the organization of that specific de- debate was addressed and, and, you know, they advocated for them. Can we do this part in English? And everyone involved had uh, a decent level of English. So we did that part of the debate oh, in right. English. Yeah. That's and, and we want to see that more. If we're going to talk, yeah. yeah. That's that's actually quite brilliant to to have that, yeah. um, especially yeah. in the city. Because uh, in the past, they never thought about that. I mean, even if they had to communicate with the Ghanaian community, mm-hmm. they would have to find a middle guy or middle person, mm-hmm. you know, to speak in English or anything. So for you guys to directly be like, you know what, we are talking about you. So since we're talking about you, yeah. let's just... You know, doing the English, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we uh, we also voted on on something that had to do with the municipal information being available in more languages than just Dutch and right. English. Because Dutch and English, you can easily find. You can click on something, and the right. website is English. But beyond that, it kind of stops. You sometimes you can ask, but you know, it's, yeah. You just need a translator or you, you need a like a nice little cousin who's already going to school here and helps you out if you don't speak uh, English. So that's something you will see me work on, too. I believe that with the amount of uh, uh, French speaking Africans here, you should have a French option as well. Uh, you should have an Arabic option like you have enough people like us. Right. Who grew up here, but we have we are multilingual. So you have enough people like us who could use that as like a like a job on the side during their study to yeah. translate things. Um, I'm pretty sure you could find them if you would try. Yeah. So it is my aim to to work with my colleagues of, uh, for instance, the party Denk. They also find this very very important. Yeah. Um, to have some type of pilot where we try to translate everything or where someone is doing a phd or something and they can connect it to it like we still have to do the research but just a step further and amsterdam is more open to that if you would try this in the hague you would have a hard time you would probably be left out of the room um because that's the the environment there is is i see yeah so that's one thing language but also language level because outside of speaking different languages you also have the levels me for instance i had this this pamphlet for myself during the elections and i had it translated in tree and then someone told me back it's better that someone speaks it in tree because not everyone reads at that level in tree mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. that's good advice <laughs> yeah you know so it was just one line uh, eventually in tree and the rest was in english or someone spoke it out into a voice note and got sent around with my picture that's smart mm-hmm. Um, so level of Dutch is the same thing. Like the level that politicians often speak is not the level that the average Dutch person, even the white ones, speak. Mm-hmm. So right. it goes one ear, in, it goes in one ear, it goes out the other, and they're like, oh, all the politicians lie. They didn't hear anything, yeah. <laughs> you know. So you need to, um, you need to make a choice. Are you writing when you as municipality? Yeah. Are you writing for most people? Then, then we need to adjust. 
Our language is way too difficult. Mm -hmm. Or are you just writing to write to be like, hey, I've, I've written. If you don't understand, then that's your problem. Mm -hmm. And the aim is to write for the people. So that's also something that's going to be an uphill battle because pe there's people on the other side who are lawyers, things like that. They just want to write on the level they're comfortable with. So, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's a lot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is so much happening. Mm. Um, and I mean, you do a lot of things. Um, are you still doing something with uh, with your finance finance background? Only the understanding of the financial documents. Um, I had a session where we were looking at all the finances. Uh, that's why I know top of mind 6.5 billion. Um, and I was looking at everything. I was like, okay, why is this like this? Why is that like that? And I had two colleagues left from me and they looked at me and they said, as soon as we have a break, you have to explain what we just looked at. Because, <laughs> because you're, you're, I, I'm, please, <laughs> you know? He's a finance guy, so he knows. So yeah. The, the type of questions. Yeah, that. just you're looking at the balance. You're like, oh, oh, why is this like this? Or, um, why, why is the debt pushed forward and how long can it be pushed forward? Because at a certain point, it needs to be paid. Um, or it needs to be, balanced by an investment some somehow you yeah, know yeah. and this is not a business this is a municipality so how does that work mm -hmm. you know uh, i had questions about that and they were like why why does a balance need to be balanced and i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna we're gonna talk <laughs> speaking on that money issue yeah um what do you think uh, you know just in closing um one of the things what do you think about the uh the belasting uh the Tuslag affair uh, uh, thing that happened so it happened to me. Oh, so um, I'm, I'm one of the it people. Did? Yeah, I'm one of the people. I I did what? not. I did not lose a house or lose my kid or lose my relationship, um, but I did lose peace of mind at that time, and I believe that that is the part that is not quantified. Um, it's all about the money and um, giving people money to 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 ease guilty minds. Right. And, and keep people's jobs, but we, we're not talking about the losing of peace of mind. You're talking about, um, parents of young people, of very young children, often babies, uh, because that's when you ask for it the first time, yeah. um, uh, that we're not able to enjoy being a parent of that small child to the fullest because they were dealing with proving their innocence. Um, me, I've, I've been, uh, just in short, because I, I haven't really publicly talked about this. I've just mentioned. Um, I worked. I went back to university for a master's. Didn't finish because I had to work because otherwise I would lose daycare because they believed that I didn't work and didn't make money wow. and didn't study. Wow. And, it was, and it kept on being a loop. I was sending things. They had a backlog and they would say, what you send is too old. We still don't believe you. You have to send it again. So it's too old. So it was a cycle of three oh, months. Man. Yeah. Okay. And, and it became nine months and I thought it was over. And then like a year later, they said, we need everything back because we don't have proof that you weren't went to university back then. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so, so, so you know, you need to, the, the thing is I was able to come out of it. You know, it made me stronger and, and I didn't lose anything that I really value. Yeah. Just the peace of mind and the feeling like you're, you're Sheesh. criminalized. Um, but a lot of people did. 
and the face of of this problem is mostly people who are challenged financially alone in in parenting and of color somehow of color or financially at least one of those two are a combination yeah um so we're talking here about people who are hit the most during this pandemic and on top of that on top of that and we we still I, we don't believe we still don't believe that this has been addressed enough there hasn't been a real apology because the people responsible are able to eat some good money from government oh, still but you can't you can't hold anyone as responsible specifically can you you I mean, can minister, minister from fin, fin, um, you finance you absolutely but. can there's so much proof that they knew hmm. there's so okay. much proof but you know i have made a reputation for myself for saying things that may get me in trouble so yeah you already we already know who was responsible we already know who should be absolutely fired and uh, annexed from anything that has to do with helping people that need money from the government um because we're talking and this is where the IT and AI uh, thing comes back um that environment of people who could have been who could have sounded the alarm and said hey we're profiling people based on last names based on this based on that yeah. and we need to stop this now and have the, had the authority to do that wasn't there and there were no people of of color in there at all so that is also why i believe that as black people we also need to when we're raising our children we also need to understand that yeah, doctor and lawyer engineer is fine but it engineer should be part of that too like we really need Absolutely. to be in that world i side with that <laughs> yes and another thing uh you're also an artist yourself yeah um been doing spoken do you still do spoken word i don't have time right now mm. but as soon as i do i will i think this summer when we have our our summer recess i will hit the stage a couple of times but for now i i don't have the time yeah and during this pandemic there were no almost no stages available no. yeah does, does your artistry influence your politics your politics or your job in the It definitely does. I think my I believe politics is in everything. Like I even on the way here I was I was dropped off by my fiance in the car. I was like you do use Tidal, right? You don't use Spotify. Mm. Why? Because Tidal is more honest in how much they pay their artist. Like an artist makes way more money from Tidal than Apple Music or a Spotify. So that is how it still lingers on and i believe that here in amsterdam we need to do something about that because you have all these artists who have weird contracts where they perform a lot but they pay a lot to all kinds of organizations and they're young and they don't know what they're signing and now we're in a time where dutch musicians of color are making good money like before taxes and before paying they they're making good money right but yeah. what they have to fork over is uh scary so yeah it affects a, a lot of these things because i have the experience myself so okay okay amazing good so what's next for carla um for now surviving city council and picking back okay. up after after the summer picking business back up and right. combining the things mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm really lucky that I have like a, a bigger kid, you know, she, she's seven, she makes her own bread. Mm. She, she understands to a certain point that I get to see the mayor sometimes. Right. Um, so I, I, what's next is, is proving to all the 5,008 people that voted for me that it was worth the try. Good stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm there for them. Um, that, that sounds like, uh. Is it a lot of work? Do you expect the most? Is all your hundred percent of your energy going into this? It's or? it is a lot of work because there's, like I said, there's things that I didn't even think about that showed up after um, the inauguration afternoon, right? <laughs> you know, and the, it's a good thing that I wasn't thinking about that. Then in a way. Um, but you know, you, it can take over your life if you don't have work-life balance. So yes, it right. is a lot of work already. Um, but I also have to unplug sometimes and, but having a, an African and how man, do you do that? <laughs> well, having an African man and an African child will kind of force you sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, mom's involved and they, they don't leave me alone. So mm-hmm. even if I would think of, of, trying to drive myself into a burnout they're just gonna you know s- let me know hey that's the village yeah. that's the village doing? that's the round yeah yeah they, they kind of took their responsibilities during the elections i think in the beginning it was oh, like cool. oh you're doing a little poli- political thing and then i explained to them i don't know why everyone thought i was doing stadsdeels at oost mm. you know i don't live there anymore but they were like oh you're doing everyone does that on the side it's just and i ex- had to explain several times if i get through i'm one of the 45 people running this city you know it's actually a pretty big deal <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, even you, even my fiance like wait wait like a month before the elections wait wait you're gonna be in the big place I was, yeah oh why did I think it was like a thing on the side I don't know maybe because I downplayed it but mm. yeah but it's good that you said that straight I mean you said you know you put the facts together and we're like listen it's the real thing it's the real and thing. now you're here now you're there and yeah. uh running things and a life and a family and so much um man it was so good talking to you uh talking to you about your journey and, and talking to you about adversity and how you're so much passionate about all of those elements mm. um man for people who want to find you and keep up with you what you're doing and people international because it, it doesn't really happen so much because of the language barrier mm-hmm. that people from outside because mm-hmm. we have a lot of listeners canada uk and everything get to connect with somebody from an african from amsterdam who also just easily speaks english you mm-hmm. know just like them so where can they find you where can they keep up with you and and follow uh carla kamamba around so when it comes to uh the the professional network you know linkedin you can find me uh carla kabamba and on instagram you can find me as well carla.kabamba um, I'm on Twitter, but I rarely tweet, which is not good as a politician. I no, that's not good. About that. <laughs> but it's like Twitter is a bit of a cesspool. You know, you have fights very easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> true. <laughs> with, with people you don't know and you'll never meet. So very toxic. true. <laughs> it's very toxic. It <laughs> yeah. can be very toxic. So that's why I'm not there a lot. I, I'm, it's more that my assistant or one of my uh, one of the members of the team nudges me. Hey. This happened. You spoke on it on Instagram, but you should tweet. 
And yeah. that's when I'm like, okay. And then I tweet something. But it's always with a little bit of reluctance, mm. except for the Africans uh, in Ukraine situation where the Africans were discriminated right. against in the border. Yeah. I was actively on Twitter with that. Um, and you'll, you will definitely see more of that on my Instagram because there's more going on when it comes to Africans from who fled from Ukraine yeah. who are now in the Netherlands. They are not getting the same treatment as white Ukrainians with uh, a Ukrainian passport. Yeah. So, yeah, I know uh, a lot a lot going on on that. That's a whole other topic on its own. Yeah. yeah. Um but good to know that you are on uh, on Twitter, Instagram and all of those uh, uh social spaces. We are going to keep in touch and keep an eye on your journey and all of the things that you are doing. Mm -hmm. And uh for now we're actually uh, uh rounding up African Focus. Any last words, any last encouragement for black African people out there? What is one thing that you they should definitely know from you? Well, I'm going to um I'm going to put some uh, job vacancies on my Instagram again. Um, I would love um, I would love a couple of interns. Uh, I would love them to be of African descent. Um, and uh, yeah, it's up to you guys to apply. And uh, same with people who want to work for, for us, work for me. It's weird to say work for me, but work for me. Yes, <laughs> You know, it, that's coming um, probably next month. So I will be posting that on my Instagram as well. Um, but if if that's a, a big challenge, then just connect on Instagram. I have people that help me out with that. So I will answer really quickly. Uh, we can talk if you're scared to, to, to speak out on whatever is going on in your neighborhood, for instance. But you really need city council. Uh, send it to me or send me a message and we can email after that. And it's really important to understand, again, you're already paying for politics. You're already like they're already we are already taking your money because the city council gets money from the Tweede Kamer and your tax money goes to the Tweede Kamer. So it goes to uh, the the big government in The Hague, let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. And they redistribute. So you're, when you buy your, your bottle of uh, Coca-Cola or your, or your, your fries or, mm -hmm. or your, your, <laughs> your potatoes, your cups are old, <laughs> you're always, or your shoes, you're always paying taxes us so tell us what to do with your money tell us what to do how how can we help you better you know mm -hmm. and um not everyone there is there for you but if a politician is reaching out to you outside of elections regularly consistently that is someone who's trying to be there for the community so yeah yeah on that note, thanks so much, Carla, for hanging out with us. Oh, we need an us. answer from her. Um, what is typically... The typical in an African upbringing. Yeah. What has been yours? Um, that if you misbehave and your mom, your mom is disciplining you whatever way and you look at your auntie to help you, She'll probably go and yell at you too. <laughs> yeah, no one's oh, gonna yeah, that's, help that's you. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. <laughs> if you if if you're wrong, nobody's helping Nobody. you. Nobody. It's allowed to help you, yeah. It's allowed to help you, yeah. And if if your siblings tries to help, they're gonna get oh, it too. Get so okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I, good one. I, I I have this one, and I actually <laughs> tend to do it um, to like um, others, like my my younger um, uh, nephews. Is when when and when a, when an adult look at you 
and you misbehave or you just stand in there staring <laughs> at them and they go go and sit down like <laughs> like i tend to do it now i look at my cousin i'm like go and sit down for no reason <laughs> and i think this is so typically african you just have to stand there and just breathe and they already like right. get out of my face. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, go do something. Just yeah, just yeah, go, definitely go not a feeling. Just, um, yeah. So I thought that is, that I felt that is so 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 typically African. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. not not handing over a spoon <laughs> with your left hand. Oh. You know all those type of things. I saw a few on Instagram uh, coming by and yep. you know paying respect even when you're wrong. You pay mm. respect with yes sir or uh, please. You know, in, in tree, we have that in the context of saying please before okay, anything yeah. comes. Mm. Man, but that's uh, this is something we should really drag next week and see we which kind of answers yes. that yeah. uh, that we would get done uh, from this. Thanks so much Definitely. for uh, being with yes. us, Carla. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And on that note, <laughs> are we concluding the show, Miss Alba? Yes, we are. We are. Man, it's Sunday evening and I just can't believe... Um, how fast the weekend has gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm so much longer for my bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then uh, we'll see you guys next week here. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>